0: What you waiting for, put your back in it Just a little more, so you're waiting it now Fill your body open,
1: your walk it hard and long When you finish that Step knocker Step knocker Boom, episode 143 of the Talking Bollocks podcast brought to you by Go Loud. It's me, Thirty Flower.
0: It's me, C O B. And this week
2: we're joined by the one and only... Yes, Jordan McCann. Jordan yes. McCann. You up the dubs. You up the dubs. <laughs> yeah, man. And thank you, lads. Honestly, thank you for having me, man. It's a massive podcast. You know what I mean, I appreciate being here. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My friend Nathan, who's there, he's been trying to get... How many times have you tried to get me on here now? Three times,
0: four times the charm, isn't it? Yeah,
2: Jordan.
1: Listen, thanks for coming on with the words as well, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean. Had to get a flight over this morning, ready Straight to go. Way,
2: man, yeah, man. Listen, I've been waiting to come on here. That's what I'm saying. It's like my third time that I'm supposed to come on. Yeah. Both other times I was supposed to come on. I was coming over doing my show and then I was end up going out partying yeah. and whatever. So the next day I was supposed to do it. This wasn't feeling right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I was a bit lost at the time. It was fucked. So I'm glad I didn't come on. Yeah. Because I would have come on chatting bare shit. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. So I'm glad to be in a good space and come on here now. Do you know what I saying Yeah. Well, bro? you look fresh, bro. Yeah. And it's about
1: time because we have been in contact for a good while now. Oh, you know what I mean? Serious. And we, we've been buzzing together and We've been hounded. Mm. I know. Mean for it mm. since we started. A
0: lot of people getting on being like, "Where's that episode? What
2: happened?" And I'm like, "I know." You know what I mean, and do you know what it is, genuinely, bro. Like I'm not just saying it because I'm here. Like Dublin's my biggest fan base. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that for me makes me proud because all my family's from here. Yeah. My mother's side, my father's side. Do you know what I mean? So to have such a fan base here, even on Spotify, Apple Music, Dublin's my biggest support. So yeah, that's why. This is the main, this is the first podcast that I've ever done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm. So, come here, and uh, we're honoured as well that we're the first podcast that you've ever come on to. Well, yeah. I'm
2: honoured to be here,
1: bro. You've had everybody sitting here. You had the fucking man, Coolio. Got, <laughs> <laughs> Coolio broke the mic. You know what I mean? Uh, we've had some legends on here, you know. Yeah, we've mean? had some big names, John, but Jordan, you're in here now. Oh, uh, that's all I'm Matt's saying,
2: brother. Like I said, so you've leveled up now, brother. You <laughs> know what I
1: mean? you got to really do it a real big fella on We're at the platinum level now, yeah. Oh, yeah? cool. come here, uh, Why now, Jordan? Why now? Why now the right time to do the podcast? Why is now the right? Because to what it part? is is
2: because don't forget I've done music now for like four years and I'm just having a conversation with, with my friend Nathan out in the car. It's like I'm doing all the hard work, Terence. I'm going, spending all my own money on my videos and on my shows, but then I'm not promoting nothing. I'm not going on like podcasts. I'm not doing talking things on Insta. I'm just posting stuff. Like it's time now to like step into my role. This is my job. Not keep. Tiptoeing out the streets, then normal I'm a rapper, oh no, I'm not on this. Like that's embarrassing now. Like the last six weeks I've just come back from Thailand, it proper opened my eyes, brother. Like I mean it. And I know it's cliche to say, but I really mean it. Thailand has changed me, bro, completely. And now it's time to come out and talk, man, and to be able to tell people how I did it. It's not fair for me to be able to do this. Change my life. And now all these people support me, all the the young lads from Salford to Dublin to Liverpool to Glasgow, who are going through the same shit. It were coming out of fucking you know what I mean, fatherless homes, My, you know how it is, bro. Yeah. You know yourself, brother, right? Well, it's mm. not fair for me to not share this experience. Yeah. So I have to I have to come on here now, let everyone know there is a route out, there is a route, not how to do it, but there is a route out of the streets sort of thing, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's the thing what
1: what I love about Jordan is you're one of our own, you know what I mean? You're a council state. Yeah. you're to work on the flats, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's good for you to be out there and making the music you're making and making it, showing kids that there is a way mm-hmm. out, regardless of your past, regardless mm-hmm. of things that you've done. You're out here, you know, you're, you're trying to make change, you're trying to be better, no one can mm-hmm. deny that, you know what I mean? They mm-hmm. could see now even how fresh you're and you're looking back even from just a couple of months ago, going, I was in a bad place then, yeah. I'm trying to do better now. Mm-hmm. That's the fucking main thing, you know what I mean?
2: You know yourself, it can take a week, it can go on a daft party bender, you can... Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you, can you fall back in there. Fall back in, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you no, know, a lot of people, especially, you know, yous have done it from Dublin, I've done it from Salford. Not many people in our past history have merely made it out. Like, mm. not many. We could probably count on both hands. Yeah. So, you know, this is why I chose this podcast to be my first podcast for what yous represent and what I represent. And, you know, lads are going to watch this, girls are going to watch this. not just lads, girls. Yeah. Or the single mums, all the young girls that are coming up. People can see people like who they know. Are in good positions and it's going to be inspiring for them that's why i'm here and that's why we're going to give them a fucking serious podcast today you know what yes I mean? jordan so let's, get so it, lads, let's get the show before on the road i'm buzzing before
1: we go any further jordan i had a little question that i wanted to ask you we've asked a few guests this one yeah right. but you've done a few stretches in prison so i said i'd ask you this one what would you rather yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> i can't go past it go on, oh, no, yeah would you take a year in prison now I'll go into prison with a Rubik's cube and you get to live whenever you do it.
2: I'd listen, I'd take that Rubik's Cube and I'd get the whole fucking wing doing it. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I'd, pass it I'd along. have
2: a whole prison working on it nonstop. I'd say, give me the Rubik's Cube. I'd be out in 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> I'd take the
2: Rubik's Cube, a big block of weed in there. and have it done like that, you know what I mean? I'm telling you one thing about prison, mate. People in there can do anything for a spliff.
0: Yeah. You yeah. make it walk. I'd yeah. see a
2: man make a TV out of tinfoil and a fucking shell. <laughs> no joke, just a screen, tinfoil, a few wires, you know what I mean? No joke. I swear. God. Oh, that right, Jordan. We kick her off then, yeah? Yeah, so, uh, what's your name? Where'd you come from? What was life like growing up by you? So, my name's Jordan Michael McCann. I'm named after the River Jordan, where John the Baptist baptized Jesus in the Bible. Oh, my holy people who are watching this will know about <laughs> that. So, I was named after that by my father, God rest his soul. And I grew up in Salford, Little Luton. But before that, as a young age, I travelled around a lot, you know. We've lived in all kinds of cities, Birmingham, lived in London, uh, Liverpool, lived everywhere. But then my mum settled into Little Orton. So that's, like, where I speak about a lot in the music. Yeah. You know, you hear me speak yeah. about Little Orton. So I grew up there all my life. Mm. And how was life? Like, to be honest, life was good, brother. Like, for me, do you know what I mean? I've always had a loving mum, always had a good family, good brothers, good sisters. And, like, that was all we knew growing up. Obviously now that I've lived a bit and seeing the world a little bit i can obviously see that our circumstances was a bit mad you mm. know what i mean yeah it's a bit fucked up yeah it's more than mad can i swear yeah yeah, of of course you can, can. yeah. oh yeah fucking hell mate listen it was fucking terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm joking but it was obviously it was mad but so was it, it was the norm do you know what i mean yeah. i wouldn't change it for the world that's we, all you nailed on. that's all we knew and yeah. like growing up now and seeing how other people live start to recognize what i like some of the personality traits i have it's probably because of the way we grew up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Probably the hatred for the system and the, you know, yeah. the hatred for the police. I don't even want to get like start sagging police off, but do you know how it is? Yeah. yeah. Like the hatred for them, the hatred for the system, the anti you know, authority uh, even with schools, with everything. Now that I'm older and I'm reflecting, I can see that, you know, it does come from the background where we grow up. Mm. Growing up in Salford is not a joke. Mm. There ain't no opportunities. There ain't no, like... I don't know man, it's hard to explain like without trying to make a sob story. No, but like, we it's don't a real, saying. real fucking slumbro. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And people is like stick with their own people and like no one really goes out of there. Yeah. And it's just basically you rather rob or you sell drugs. Do you know what I mean? There's no other way, there's no jobs. It's got like the highest poverty for less jobs than teen pregnancy in the UK for like years in a row. Do you know mm. what I mean? It's basically just like, oh, we know it's crime. Yeah. All leaving my, my younger nephews, my younger friends, all they know is crime. And for me to go back to them and try to tell them now, no one wants to listen, but I understand Terence, because I want to listen. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I have to just, instead of just doing the music, I want to do podcasts like this. I want to come on and speak about proper stuff and show people like, listen, this is what you need to do. You need to go and start a bank account. You need to go start saving your money and then you need to invest it into something just like I did with music. Mm. People think I just fucking released a song on YouTube. And the next thing, I'm this person. That was never the plan. This took years of planning and strategies and saving my money to then be able to get the right video people, to get the right promotion. This was just like starting a business. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, oh, just upload a song and I hope for the best. Yeah. Like I planned this strategy. Do you know what I mean? But I want everyone to know that you can do that with anything. You can do that with barbering. You can do that with anything else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And if I don't come on here and do that, then, then I'm a joke. Because I'm just like holding secrets, do you know what I mean?
1: But well, yeah, tell them real life stories. Well, you've lived the life, oh, so you've lived left. it. You know that it's not obviously not a great life to live, yeah. Mm. So, what your duty is now with your music, yeah, and with doing podcasts and interviews and stuff like that is trying to educate, yeah, and yeah. show kids that there's another way out. And that was mm. always our plan with this as well because it's similar where we're from and our background. Mm. Mm. We've so many friends who are locked up and dead, and you know, and there was another way, mm. but they didn't know that because all we knew growing up was. Like you said, like, crying mm. or this or that. Well, I didn't see many opportunities growing up either. I think it's your
0: destiny as well. It's just, you accept
1: it. percent.
2: And I even feel it with you, when you speak about it and I speak about it now, we feel a bit like we should more embrace it. Like, yeah. this is the truth. It's these unsettling, people, isn't these it? These people, yes, yeah, yeah. unsettling. Like yeah. These people who we're probably, like, hoping to watch us and listen and we don't want to, like, scare them off. We shouldn't really care about them because people can't relate to me or to your upbringing, Terrence, mm. or to yours because... You've not really lived this. The people who are relating to this are the people who are in these fucking estates. The people who are going through it. The people whose sons are lifed off. The people who are burying the sons. People whose mums, baby mums, baby dads have just got 20 years. They've got four kids. And they now have to deal with the trouble what their partner's caused. They have to live in these areas. They're being terrorised. These are the kind of people that can relate. So I'm not going to come on here and sugarcoat nothing No, and try to fit into no industry or fit into nothing. I'm going to be a voice for them people, do you know what I mean? Because yes. that's who supports me. All the little kids who are going away, the kids in the naughty schools, the kids committing suicide. I'm going to make sure, no matter what, brother, even today, I want to speak about everything. Mm. I'm not holding back on nothing. Yeah. Because mm. somebody needs to, because all these other guys do podcasts and they're all just full of shit. They're all egotistic fools. I love it that you have reached out to me and you want to get someone like me on there. But this is what I'm saying. The main reason we want you, Jordan, Yeah, not only
1: are we fans of your music, but you're fucking relatable. Yeah. That's what we're saying from the get-go. And things that you're talking about in your music, what you're rapping about and stuff like that is against the system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Kids like us are all grown up in poverty and stuff like, like that. that. You know what I mean? Wrong. That's the fucking main problem. The main reason why so many kids get down the wrong road, and selling milk, drugs man. and stuff like that. When you grow up on nothing, and you have a chance to make a few quid by doing this here or that there and doing one or two bottle things here or that there. And you get used to getting a few quid into the hand then. That's, that's all I, you know. And is. then you're getting told to go and work a nine to five mm. for half of the money yeah. that you can make with crime. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do that. And now it's instilled in you. Now that's where the prison systems are fucking full. Now that... Do you know what I mean? And you're here telling that story oh, to music and now obviously on the podcast, you know? Yeah. Or uh, how many people was in your family ground up, Jordan? How many of you?
2: Um, i got three older sisters and three older brothers. So right. Seven of us.
1: And you're mad. All
2: to the same, mum and dad, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and obviously I'm a mare, yeah. yeah. And I was the youngest, yeah. So we grew up in Little and grew up on Shepherd Crescent. So basically, we just lived in like a three-bedroom council house with like seven of us. You know, my mum decided my mom to do what she had to do, bro. My mum was a grafter, do you know what I mean? Mm. She'd just be selling all whatever and doing whatever. She's a proper, staunch yeah. woman. So even from young, like five, six, I've seen the door coming in. Armed police constantly coming in for me, all the brothers. I've seen them beat my mother to a pulp a thousand times. Like, that's no joke. This is all documented. Pepper spray my mother in front of me while I'm in the bed. Hundreds of times, and 16s to my sisters, to my brothers, you know what I mean? When they know that my brothers are not even in the house to my other brothers and sisters to us. And so I had that happening for years, for years. That was normalised. So then, like, by the time I'm 10 and 11, like, I was probably more fervor. I was probably like a 20-year-old. Like, I was out doing whatever, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Doing everything. Yeah. Like, I was just in it, do you know what I mean? Because mm. it was like our little estate. I didn't know nothing else off there. And all we did was graft. Even like with my mum, I'd just be with my mum chopping up, boom, 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 bang, then flick out, go see everyone, do you know what I mean? When I look back now and I see like these rappers or these kids are like, and oh gee, and I'm selling my raps, I think, brother, shut the fuck up. I was doing that at 10 years old, (laughs) chopping up with my sisters and my mum because we've done it to live. Mm. And all these people are like glamorising, selling crack and smack. It's fucking, I hate it, bro. Mm. I don't make that kind of music. I don't fuck with that kind of shit. I don't glorify selling drugs. And whoever does that is a fool. Every single one of these guys who do it is a fool. You glorify selling drugs. You're a fucking piece of shit. And that's to every single rapper and everyone else. It's embarrassing, brother. You're going to glorify destroying your area. Like You can speak about it in a conscious way. Like I can. I've sold drugs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'd never be like, yeah, man, I whipped that shit. And then I go put it 50 on my wrist. Like these are just selling an absolute dream to people. Mm. The same with people going on the internet, like showing money. Like, brother, this is, like, it's crazy to me that these kind of people would get put in a position. I really believe, and I know it's a bit deep for you, but I believe this is the devil, working with these people here yeah, to put them in, like, a massive position because it's not right. I'm not going to use my platform to go and tell kids to sell crap. I'm not going to use my platform to tell kids to go and do stuff. I'm never going to do things like that. And I'm not the best of a person, time. I'm a fucking hell. I'm a bad person, do you know. I've done a lot of bad stuff. When I listen to that sort of stuff from certain rappers, I always think... Maybe they haven't even
1: lived that. Not exactly. Do you know? There you go. I think you kind of know sometimes. Come
2: on, brother. It's yeah.
1: all flash. It's all kind of. Like you said, they're glorifying something. And if they really lived it, maybe they
2: wouldn't want to glorify it. Right, amen. That, that's giving me goosebumps, bro. Look, Do you know what I mean? That's just absolute facts because who would really glorify that? You know? Mm. Brother, you don't think that I could be 10 times bigger now? I could go to the studio right now with Nathan, right? And make some shit about. Anything about selling drugs and I'd doing this, I could make a thousand drill songs now. I'll show these guys about drill, they've never done it a mission in their lives, mate. Mm. Seriously, and especially with Irish rap, what I wanted to say, i much i like put no one down on anything individually. I just mean that I don't like the drill culture coming over here to Ireland. What I've always loved about Ireland is that you know, people would protect their families and protect themselves, but it's never been that the gang culture. And I don't like that the gang culture is spilling over from like London into Dublin and into like other cities, and like everyone's wanting to do this. Yeah, we're from this gang, and we're I sad man down and all that. It's, it's disgusting, brother. Yeah, people need to stick to who they are and what the roots are, and that's how you're gonna win because your people are gonna support you. The same way that I always spoke about, let alone, and I always spoke about my mom, I always spoke about my dad, God rest his soul, I spoke about honesty and truth. So that's why it's worked because people have been through them scenarios where other people are trying to be influenced by London, by Chicago. Why does anyone give a fuck what's going on in America in, mm. in their gang places? Mm. They're a bunch of fools drinking lean and rapping about taking sleeping tablets mm. and everyone's fantasising over them. Yeah. Do you know? And I always speak this truth. This is why I don't get invited to no industry things. And I'm not trying to be when I'm guys like, oh, I get blackballed. But I mean, people don't want to hear this shit, what I'm saying. Mm. Probably a bit hard for you to hear it you no, know, I know you're tough and that, but I know it is a bit deep. But this is this is the message I want to put out. Like, I don't give a fuck, bro. I'm not, like, fucking with no rappers and no labels and no industry people because they're all little demonic fools. I've got this platform, and I'm going to use it to help people, bro. I'm going to use it to help people like me, where I'm from, people who are not like me, and just let people know, listen, you can change, you can get your money, you can change your life, you can move. Don't fucking think you got to go and sell crap. Don't think you need to go and shoot somebody. Don't think you need to be in some gang. That's for fools. Because when you're sat in jail during 22 years and no one visits you, and people is with your bird, and you, your poor mum is getting old, trust me, mate, that is when it's going to hit you like a sledgehammer and you're sat in your little cell eating your little scruffy dinner with your toilet right next to you, and a big fat guy on the top bunk, mate, you're going to feel it.
1: Do you know what I'm saying? Real talk. Yeah, Lord my God, man. You said you've got gills I might getting Yeah. Cause that's the old. I speak about some happening off.
2: About <laughs> a fucking cry. Oh, oh, well, this go. is it, you know what I
0: mean? We're gonna lay it all out here. So George, yeah. you touched on you're getting into this stuff when you're ten or eleven. I think you had your big force run when you were about fourteen, was it?
2: Yeah, I got first got sent custody of in. I first got arrested at ten. I got arrested before ten, but in England, I don't know if Ireland's the same. You can't be arrested or charged until you're ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it's it similar over th- here. It? Similar,
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's older than ten to be honest. Oh, with is it. it? Yeah. Right. Well, over in England it's ten. So before
2: then, I'd been ruthless. i you know what I mean? You can only imagine, do you know what I'm saying? Like in my area especially, like everyone's just robbers. Like there wasn't people sell a bit of weed and a bit of this, but it wasn't the thing. Everyone's just robberies. Mm. Robberies, 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 robberies. That's like if you hasn't met anybody in jail. And anyone who watches this podcast from older to younger will vouch for this in the UK. Like, everyone from my area is known for robberies. Mm. Like, cash in transits, bank robberies, and jeweler robberies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, growing up, that was what I looked up to. And my brother, his first big sentence, yeah. He's going to probably watch this. We've been having a bit of beef lately. We don't speak too much. <laughs> our. Pa, I love you, bro. You know what I mean? But, um. He went to jail for uh, ramming the Rolex shops. So, or like, well, he's from a little town, and like he's going out of the area, ramming the big Rolex shops. Like, this is what I was inspiring to be. Yeah. All I ever wanted to be was like him. Do you know what I mean? Because this was like my big brother, robbing jeweler shops. Like, coming home with fucking bags of jewelry. Blah, blah blah blah. Coming home with big money, taking me out, buying me clothes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. So all my life that's all I wanted to do. But I was a shit robber. I used to just start with like cig racks and like shops <laughs> and like I fucking get arrested for every last one. I couldn't rob a thing, do you know what I mean? My mum used to say something, you can't rob. <laughs> she says you've got a big dopey run. Like, any robbery that had happened, they'd ring me mum. Jordan's robbed this. Bring it back. <laughs> She's saying, because you've got a big dopey run, big ears sticking out the belly like that, Nathan, Yeah, I couldn't hide. You know what I mean? I was a shit robber, you know what I mean? But that was, like, whatever. And then um, I was getting arrested for them kind of things, whatever, robberies, attempted robberies, like, go getting cars. And then there's a place, I don't know if you just won't know it, but it's called Booz Town. So where I'm from, Little Orton's here, and then booth Town's like 10 minutes across the motorway. But this is millionaire's row. Mm. This is where all the footballers live. You know, like all the United players, the City players, like when they get the dough, they go and live there. So obviously, we used to go there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking, my first got done for um, a burglary on an house, like a 3 point some 1000000 pounds house. A serious, serious yard, you know what I mean? Obviously, but, um, I don't condone burglaries in any kind of way. Whether it's rich or whether it's poor, I'm just speaking about my experiences. But obviously we just used to go and um, wait to see people and like, when people went on holiday and things like that. And then like, literally half day later we'd just go, we'd just go get in the patios, fucking get in there. I even feel daft speaking about this, but I've got him in it, it's part of it. Mm. And I can't keep being like I don't want to speak about it. I'm just going to speak about everything. Cause it is what it is. So yeah, basically went to jail first for uh, a burglary. We call it Millionaire's Roll, like everyone in Salford. That's what we call it, Millionaire's Roll. So we we'll just wait till nighttime, but like, we we'll go on Millionaire's Roll, getting the tranny about ten man deep and fucking just hit it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. And there, uh, so then I went to secure units. I don't know if you have them in Ireland, like a training unit Yes, yeah. training unit. So in England, up until you're fifteen. You go to secure training units. Yeah. Then at 15 to 18, you have a white away young offenders institution. Mm. And then from then you have 18 to 20, from from 21 is the cons, you know, like the older jail. So yeah, I've been through the whole system. I first started off in the secure units at like 14 for that burglar, mm. got out, and then obviously I was feeling like I was the guy. Then you know. What I mean?
0: How long were you given for that one?
2: Uh, eight months to four. Is it the same in Ireland where you do half your sentence?
0: You don't do half, but they, no. it's like nine months per year, isn't it? Yeah, so a year in Ireland is nine months. It's not, right. so if you get sentenced to five years, you only do 45 40 months. Yeah. Right, well, in
2: England, unless you get like a um, added sentence, you do half your sentence, you know what I mean? So I got eight months and I've done four. I got sent to a place called Bart and Moss. It's a secure unit in Salford, and it's <laughs> right next to the um, police helicopter place. So like, when you're in your cell, you'd see the helicopter going out every night. I never wanna be on the phone, like ringing home, like, yo, oh, what's going on? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because you know the helicopter's going out, do you know. But I was in there I was a bit too wild for that, do you know, because I was very much advanced as a 14 year old. A lot of these kids was really damaged kids. Come from care homes, like coming like a lot of self-harmers. Whereas I'm like a fully grown man. I'm fucking getting weed in and all that. You know what I mean? I got my mum bringing me weed on visits. I'm smoking out the unit. The same, we've never seen anything like it. <laughs> Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I got sent to a place called Hassock Field, which anyone can Google this. Now it's been shut down now because of the treatment to kids in there. Like it was bad place, bro. This place. So Bart and Moss basically was like a school, just had gates. You know what I mean? You mm, could yeah. basically see outside. Yeah. So that was called a secure unit. The Hassock Field was called a secure training center. This was, like, serious. This had prison walls. You can Google Maps this. It's in County Durham in Newcastle and the northeast of England. And these are some of the toughest people in England. I don't. Have you ever met any Geordies? No. People from Newcastle? Mm. Like, they're called Geordies, right? Yeah, 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 They are a tough breed of people. They don't fuck about me. Mm. The proper, like, British men, like, they'll fight you to the death. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Two Geordies would fight 100 men. Anywhere you go, you go to Newcastle, you've got problems with right? <laughs> so, imagine... All these staff was Geordie's and it was all like boxers. So like they'd get you up in the morning. Like I'd just come from Barton what's where I could tell the staff to fuck off and they'd be like, right, time out. I've told them to fuck off in there. Slap straight in the bed, dragged out of bed, slap, bust all my face open. No problem. Put you straight in the shower, cold shower, hold you in the shower for 10 minutes. Are you done? Right, apologise. Right, clean your pad. Then you'd have to clean your pad and one bit of dust, slap, clean your pad. That was a big wake up call for me, brother. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a joke in there. This is why it's been shut down because kids were getting killed in there. Do you know what I mean? Killed, and the same that kids have killed themselves. And what was sick in there? Ah, yeah. So obviously they had girls in there as well, but all the men was fucking seedy bastards, bro. So a lot of weird stuff, whatever, was going on there with the staff and the girls because girls would be in there till they was eighteen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, all oh, that kind of fucking palaver yeah. was going on. Do you get me, bro? Yeah. Like, it was a bad place, brother. And mm. don't forget, in the northeast, in the winter, the snow is up to your knees. But every morning, you've got to go running. So, you're out like, you know like fucking Ivan, you know, Rocky when he goes, to yeah. Spice Ivan <laughs> That was me every morning, bro.
0: Like, yo. You know? So what, like, it's the whole goal there just to kind of bait that area. So like you, you think you're a hard man where well, we're going to treat you yeah. hard kind of yeah. thing.
2: Yeah, so when basically you're in a secure unit, you'll always be threatened. Like if you carry on, you're going to get sent to Asicfield. Yeah. It's like the, do you know what I'm the saying? The boogeyman kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come and get the, it. Only, the only people in Asicfield was, was like murderers, lifers. So I'm in there doing eight months and with people who've killed the mum, killed the mum, stone-cold dead in the houses, stabbed the mother to death, right? Killed the babies, killed, I'm with this, oh, no, the ordinary unit, the five killers, someone else doing this, I'm in there fucking little popping a patio and taking a few tellies on a jaguar. Fuck me. I'm on the wing like this. Jesus <laughs> Christ of my mate. Bring it on, mate. The fucking the, my mum's fucking Googling all the people. It's like, son, you killed his mum like, fuck it now. It's done his mum. See? This guy, listen, this yeah, his mum had put in a relationship on Facebook, he's gone home and baseball battery to death. This is on Google, you can check this shit. I want to take it back just a little bit there. You mentioned your dad twice then. Yeah, so nice. No, you so. speak about my father, man. The main reason I come to Dublin is for my dad. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like he's with me when I'm here. This is my, dad. this is my dad's city, you know what I mean? My dad loved this city. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was always proud, like, no matter what, he didn't steal it. I know. I'll be honest, I don't really remember too much of my dad. You know, I was seven when my dad passed away. But, like, my mum and everyone tells me, like, he's always instil it in us, like, you're Irish. You know what I mean? That is who you are. You're Irish. Like you always rem- remember your heritage. You know what I mean? Like you would never let us forget. It. Mm. And every time I'm here, I feel like my dad's with me. As mad as that sounds, you know. Yeah. I got on that flight on my own, bro. Came here on my own, and I could have a hundred people here with me now. Anyone, like I don't move like that. I just go on my own. When I come to Ireland, I feel safe, bro, more than anywhere in the world. Yeah. And it's a fucking dangerous place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. It's not the same. Carry on. Cut me off if I carry on. I got a bad ADHD, so I just go I'm which on the bro, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: yeah, yeah. What you're saying is, yeah, perfect anyway, so don't be worrying about that. Yeah. Um how did that pass away? Uh it
2: committed suicide,
1: brother. It committed suicide in prison. When you were seven years of age.
2: Yeah. Was he around much when you were younger? You know what it was. Or was for... he locked up for? Yeah, he was locked up a lot, and obviously, um, uh, it is a bit of a touchy for me. I'm gonna talk about it. It's my father, and I'm never in in my house. been He's never like spoke about. No one wants to speak about it. But yeah, bro. To be honest with you, I'll be honest, but we had to run away from him. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> all the time, because you know my daddy loved the drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he loved those women. You know what I mean? Mm. So, my mom, oh. this is how we end up traveling to all different cities, because we'd have to go running away into different hostels. Do you know what I mean? Hostel to hostel. But my father would find the hostel, Birmingham, London, come, beat the security to death, get us, get us in the car, no matter where we went, do you know what I mean? He was a soldier, my father, you know what I mm. mean? And um, yeah, man, well, he ended up, you know, in Manchester. This is what my mum hates about Manchester. She says, like, my father never touched a drug or anything, like, right, until he come to Manchester. And, you know, it was back in the day, it was a hacienda, it was this, it was. It was the era of cool drugs was being introduced, wasn't it? Yeah. Whereas my father was a staunch traveller man, you know what I mean? A staunch gypsy, he'd just be out working, working, whatever, smoke a bit of weed or whatever, never go on to him. hard drugs, do you know what I mean? But obviously he's come to Manchester and he, whatever's happened, been such in, and then he just started doing a lot of mad shit and he ended up getting quite a lengthy sentence, you know what I mean? Like a very, very long sentence. Mm. And obviously, sadly, He's took his own life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, I've never even really said it that car or I spoke about it like before in my whole life, bro, do you know what I mean? But it is good to do it because I need to do it for myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> it's my <mad. laughs> But obviously I need to do it, bro. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's no point in me ever going to keep fucking holding shit in for what this is, my life. If I can help mm-hmm. people with my scenario and whatever else, then that's what I'm going to do, bro. Do I'm not doing that? it for sympathy. I don't need to even speak about it. Yeah. I'm doing it because uh, what I want to speak about it for myself. Do you know what I mean, bro? Because that's probably what's fucking me up.
1: Do you ever go and talk to anybody about it, George? Nah. What is that? Don't know, man. Never. Do you think First time I ever spoke
2: man? about it with anyone was in fire in the booth, bro, was it? I never spoke about it, even to my mum. It's just a thing that no one wants to speak about in my house. No one ever wants to speak about my dad, do you know what I mean?
0: That's what I was going to say. Do you think that it's something that needs to be spoke about? Fucking right, the bro, yeah. yeah. Now I'm
2: older, I'm like me, I don't fucking know anything about my dad. It's not right, mm. man. It's not fucking right. Yeah. But obviously, it's, it's made me strong, bro. Especially, you know, I, I ended up going to the same prison, bro, and being on the same fucking unit, bro, where my dad killed himself. Do you know what I mean? And that was a mad experience. I'm looking at an HMP Preston. It's a horrible jail. Everyone in England though it's horrible. It's run like a military jail. The screws are like... seeing in other jails, you can get a bit of phone, get a bit of weed. Do you know what I mean? You can. There's these things in every prison. Mm. Like, this prison is a no joke. These are like run this shit strict brother you know what Mm. I mean bad place to be so I end up being in there and at the time I don't even know this is the wing and a PO comes to my door one day so in in jail you have like wing staff you know like a normal prison officer then you'll have a senior officer then you have like a PO this is like above like the wing complete manager do you know what I mean so when he comes you know it's something serious rather someone's passed away or you're getting moved or something serious they have three stripes right so bam, 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 looking at my door now. I've got my flap covered, them on my phone, yeah. Bam, 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 bam. Jordan, yeah, he's trying to get in the door. I've got the barricade up, yeah. So I'm saying to my padmate, yo, don't open the door, don't open the door, wraps my phone up, bang, slugs my phone rapid. So I'm thinking, we're getting moved. My padmate looks outside the door, it's a PO. Bang, takes the barricade down. He's come in, first of all, they normally go sick about the barricade. There was none of that. He just didn't even look at it. He was like, Mr McCann, like, he didn't know which one was which, you know what I mean? I'm going, yeah, yeah. He's like, come outside, I'm going, yeah, yeah, bang. I remember him, like, yesterday, like, Santa Claus in a big grey hair, big grey beard. Come outside, bang, speaking to me, he's like, listen, you know, this is, like, on compassionate grounds, we'd like to move you over to the wing I was like, why? I don't want to go to fucking D-ring, I'm here. Like, I've only just got settled, do you know what I mean? I don't want to go. And he's like, he's sure? Because obviously about your dad and that, and I was like, what about him? And he's like, oh, and I was like, nah, no, fucking tell me, what about him? And he's like, right. And then told me, do you know what I mean? So then I walked back in my pad and I was like,
1: wow. So that's how you found out
2: then? Yeah. Oh my God. And I was just like, wow. Do you know what I mean? It was just mind blowing. It was fucking, I didn't believe it. I thought, nah, no, it's full of shit. Uh, but why is he gonna lie about it but it's hard to accept you know what i mean mm. so i'm mean, Give my one like the like, fucking, fucking, fucking fucking and it was hard for my mum, to even visit me there because you know it's the last time she's seen her husband bro so husband the only man she's ever been with my mummy's never had another man since my father bro you know since my father died never she never had another man she never brought a man around me she never ever disrespected me or my father to god rest his soul She's a fucking queen. But it was hard for her to come and visit me in that prison. And I lost my mind in that prison, bro. I was just cutting people left, right, and center. Do you know what I mean? I was ruthless, brother. Mm. Ruthless, like, because it had just been turned where the law got changed, where 18-year-olds could be in adult prisons. And I'd just turned 18. I'd just been arrested for robbing a box, you know, when they drop off the money. I've been arrested arrested for a cash-in-transit. Yeah. I've just been tasered and dogs and all kinds of things. I'm in Preston now. That's like, it's like from Ballymont to Tala.
0: Mm. Do
2: you know what I mean? Like I've traveled to do this robbery, you know what I mean? So this is why I'm in the out-of-town jail. Yeah. But I'm expecting to go to the YOI jail. And they took me to Preston, but I know that my father died in this jail, you know what I mean? And I'm saying, don't take me to the prison. My father died in this prison. I'm not going into this prison, you know what I mean? And they took me to the court. The solicitor said it, the judge was like, sell that was exactly what he said yeah horrible guy bro little guy with his glasses yeah he's like so and you were to commit crime in the preston county you're gonna go to a Preston prison regardless yeah (laughs) so they send me to the jail and then yeah finds out that and then i was just on mad one, brother like Mm. all the older guys in there everyone was thinking there was like people that didn't like me because i was a bit of a mad kid people like they try things with me and like try not put my name down for Jim or try not give me bedding. And do you know what I'm saying? So I just started making shanks, bro. And just started like, I'm not joking, I'm not just saying it, glorifying this. I'm saying it because that's what happened. Mm. Then I was just fucking cutting the jail to pieces. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then no one was giving me no shit. So, you know what I'm saying?
0: You said that you got your full sentence at 14, Jordan. Yeah? Mm. You're talking about you're turning an 18, you're still in prison. So, is it just kind of a revolving door? Oh, you're out, yeah. back in.
2: Yeah, because what happened was, do you have license in Ireland? Do you no. know, where you have prison license?
0: No, you, I think you get license if you do a life sentence. Hmm. You don't get no license. No. Right. This is where you get fucked in England
2: because you do half your sentence in jail and half of it out, but yeah. then they get recall for anything. Do you know what I mean? So then you're coming out, building your life up, same as I was with music, just getting somewhere, just getting through some doors. Bang, recall for a year. There's a law in English law and probation. It just says not being of good behaviour. So, so that could so have be on have anything. On street, like, yeah. Yeah. It's what yeah. they determine yeah. it to be. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they have uh, be use that power. So you're on parole Yeah, and you're saying, what have I done? Uh, you won't be in a good behaviour. But what that umbrella covers fucking yeah, every last thing. Yeah, you could be thing.
0: shouting. You could shout on
2: the street, yeah. locked up. Oh, listen, bro, i changed my life. I'm doing music. Yeah. Like, from so far from where I'd been, like, a lost psychopath running in banks, fucking snatching people broad day off the street, right, to completely changing my mind frame, to want to make music, and you're going to recall me for trying to do a show saying that was doing shows in COVID. I wasn't doing no show in COVID. The whole lockdown had been finished, and because I was doing my shows, they're saying when I started selling my tickets was in COVID, brother. It's the most perfect stuff, like. I remember that. Though, who God. would do things like this? Mm. Like, and then they're saying that's not being of good behavior because they couldn't charge me with the COVID breach. They said, "Well, you're not being of good behavior." So imagine the frustration, Terence. Now, right? Mm. I've just built all this music up. Right? I'm getting somewhere. Yeah. I'm just there about to do my first show. I've already waited two years being blocked, not being able to do a show. And the North and Over Rappers, I bigger than anybody at the time, you know, with a real fan base, not these paid ads and these followers and all these fools. I had a fucking core fan base from every single council of the state in Britain, bro, in Ireland, in everywhere, brother, the Netherlands. I had real people wanting to come to my shows. Do you know what I mean? I'm showing promoters, look, everyone wants to come to my shows, give me shows. Going to the council, no. Going to the council, no. I'm watching all little fools go and blow up, go and do massive shows everywhere. And I'm sat there, me, still having to go graft because I'm not making no money. I was then at the time putting my songs out through other people's YouTube platforms, you know, like Grime Daily, Link Up. Yeah. I'm big up to them. They helped me massively. Yeah. But I wasn't earning no grade because my streams, like, I was getting all right streams, but... I wasn't putting my song up at the right time, and I I didn't even know how to upload up to Apple Music. It took me like six months to learn. So I'm basically famous for no reason. I'm asking to still fucking go and do madnesses to get money. My mum needs money, I need money, my nieces, my nephews. I've always been like a figurehead of my family, right? People are looking up to me to be like, what's going on? Because they're used to me not doing music and just smacking graft. I've always had my phones. I've always had, you know what I mean, bro? Always. Like, i am been booming. So, everyone's just got used to me being able to just get yeah, Christmas quid, 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 quid. Yeah. Or oh, someone's birthday a yeah, quid. Or oh, something at this month. So, everyone's now going at my mum. Like, oh, we need this. Oh, we need that. Oh, well, Jordan's doing music. He must be a millionaire. I'm fucking sat there with about £10 plotting on everyone in my gaff. <laughs> got nothing but a strap to my name. <laughs> Literally, like, not even food. I'm just sat there, like, who the fuck can I rob? Yeah. But I'm going out. And everyone knows my voice. So What am I gonna do? How am mm. I gonna do graphs? I was <laughs> gonna be like, "Oh, was that in Jordan." Uh, I mean, I can't even talk. <laughs> can't do anything. <laughs> so I'm fucking in a sick pickle. So the next thing, bro, I just end up. I just end up becoming lost. So I end up like getting onto the club promoters to just do nights. You know, like because I was like going straight away. I was trying to do like the academies. My first show. Oh, well, it has to be an academy. I was so like stubborn-minded. Like yeah. it has to be the best. No, I'm not doing a fucking nightclub. That was my egotistic mentality at the time, right? But then I, I've... Obviously, I had to bow down and go, right, I'll do the clubs, but this is where it all fucked up because I'd never touched a fucking drug in my life, right, apart from weed and drinker. Yeah. And then now I'm in these clubs. They're giving me free tables. They're giving me hotels. They're giving me all these fucking fit birds. I've been in jail for years, sex-starved, fucking... <laughs> <laughs> fucking busting, not over And big rhinoceros screws... <laughs> Looking like 1010s, right? I am now coming out, got all these little bureaus, dah, fucking throwing the fannies on there. Cause course, I lost my mind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I ended up becoming just a fucking psychopath, cokehead, mm. fucking going to all the clubs, demanding money. Yeah, like it was some Scarface shit. I am saying, I'm coming in this club and all that. I was like, bringing, oh, it's so funny to think about. I was bringing the street mentality into music. And they're like, you can't do this. We're going to ring the police. I'm saying, I'll burn the club down.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I'm saying, you can ring the police. This is facts. Shes like, any club in Manchester will tell you, like, this is not me Like capping. This is, I never would lie, bro. I, I'm telling ring them, the like... the police. I'm, the I'm saying, team. yeah. And then they're like, fucking hell. So now I'm trying to get people to ring me. I'm saying, no one's going to ring me. No one's telling me nothing. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, man, that's how that went on. That's how I ended up going down the fucking downward spiral for about a year and a half of just drinking... Partying. I've just become like a piece of shit, do you know what I mean, bro? Come here, well, I was nailed here as well, you know. Of course, I mean? Seren. So this and is all I have to though. I want you to try out get across to the fans now. Being from where we're from, yeah, right, Terence Yeah. So right, so that happens to you now. Yeah. Right. Boom. You've just come out of prison. You're institutionalized, right? Mm. And you come from nothing as well. So you've nothing, never had nothing. Never had nothing, bro. Never nothing, like, bro. Our
1: prison now, yeah. Like they're blown up and yeah. now you have a chance to drink, drugs, yeah. women, ego. Just, Boom and then come on man, but it's it. We say a lot no support the time, yeah? as
2: well, bro. Do you know what I
1: mean? Most people who come from where we're from, we always say it, Calvin, yeah. When no names to some like big stars from Ireland as well, yeah, and big stars from England stuff like that. And we say they're actually a good case, mm. yeah, of what they're doing. Mm. If you give any council estate young from Ireland this amount of money, you see what happens, yeah. Just what, hey, what man.
2: happens, right? Mm-hmm. You know I mean. So that's what happened to me, yeah. But mm. just take it back a little bit from Jordan. How would you get into music? Um. Basically, I've always loved rap music anyway. And then my older brother used to rap a little bit, but he he was shit at the time. But he's actually good now. He's actually (laughs) actually one of my favourite rappers, you know what I mean? Mm. And we always have like back and forth arguing and whatever. But no matter what, I love him to death, do you know what I mean? And I'll Mm. die for him regardless. But when he gets out, mate, we're having a fucking straightener, mate, (laughs) no matter what. Yeah. (laughs) But I love him to death, you know what I mean? And anyway... He's always loved music, rap music, you know what I mean? Always been playing rap music and that. And he always wanted to do rap and I wanted to do rap, but I'd never have the balls to do it, like, I was always like that guy in the area, I'm the cool kid, you know what I mean? I sell the drugs, I'm the guy, I'm Jordan, I do fucking do that rap shit. I'd never have no internet, anyone who even had the iPhone, I'd be like, get them away. Do you know what I mean? we was like proper, the sorrow little click. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't fuck with the police. We don't do all this promoting shit because at the time we having serious investigations from police trying to give us serious lengthy sentences. You know what I mean? Mm. Bugging up our houses and surveillance in the whole area. Fucking cameras in bushes and all kinds of. So like, it was never a question that I could actually do it because I was too deep in this life, brother. You know, and I was the fucking cause of it when I look back. Like, it's why you hear me say free Kane and that so much on everyone because, like, not that I caused everything, but I always feel to blame for a lot of stuff because they're just as, like, ready as me. But, like, I feel like their loyalty to me was the downfall because I'd always, be, like, I'd always want to go do things that didn't even need to be done. And my lot of my friends would follow me along the way. And I feel like I've grew up now and I see my mistakes and... And I love them for the loyalty, do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's why you hear me speak about him all the time, and I keep him alive in every single song, because I feel like that should have been me that was sat there doing 20 years instead. Do you know what I mean? So for Kane and that getting all these years, mm. my brother and that getting all these years, I'm now coming out after years, right? I'm thinking I need to do something for these. They both love the music. Kane and Pard love music. My brothers love, they love rap music. I've grew up in pubs, so I love Elvis, Motown. I still listen to country music now. It's my music, you know what I mean? I don't <laughs> listen to rap ever. Mm-hmm right so they loved it and I'd always have a little go and Kane used to say bro you are the hardest you are the best please do it do it so when they got the sentences I said to him when I get out I'm gonna fucking do this music I don't care how much shame I've got to face I'm going to do this music so it was already on the cards and then I got sent to a prison called HMP Nottingham which is in um, the Midlands East Midlands of England and uh there's a music course on in there. So I got myself down onto the music course, went to the music course, and there's just like all lads in there, all like people that already could do the rap and that. And I everyone's like, what a rapper's like. No, I don't rap, I don't rap. So then I was just writing all the time. And, and most of these people, isn't there? Like I've been on the wing with them and live with them. Like I know these, they're all full of shit. Like they're talking about. We do this, we do that. Though I knew that people didn't do that. And I'm thinking, you're fucking rapping about my life, mate. Mm. Fuck this. Like, I'm listening to the radio, seeing these people get out of jail and go on radio. And I'm thinking, no way. Like, my friends are in jail. My family's mum's sisters are distraught. Girlfriends and that have been left behind. Kids have been left without fathers for 10 years for some little spud to get out and rap about my fucking life and what my people have been through. I'm not going to have it. I'm going to find a way that I can do this music and I'm going to fucking do it. And that was it. <laughs> so I started teaching myself how to do it. And I've so started it. it, it, it so started, you it. started it in prison? Yeah, started it in prison. Started the rapping. Now I've come out of prison now, to probation. And they said, I can't do it. Point blank range, cannot do it. I was on Mapper 3. I don't know if you have that over here. It's just like, um, and I'm coming off a six and a half year sentence to be on Mapper Free after have have like 15 year sentence, a serious danger to the public. You have to have big assets, you know. I didn't have one piece of my name, do you know what I mean? Mm. They got me on the highest conditions, also something called Spotlight. So imagine now I'm on prison license, then I'm on Mapper, then I'm on Spotlight. So Spotlight is where all the agencies work together from the council, of social services, everyone. I am being monitored by all these three things. And if I breach one of these, I get done for breaching all three. It's the most corrupt system you could ever comprehend, right? Yeah. So they're saying, when you get off mapper, you can do your music. So I'm like, all right, sweet. Gets down from mapper, Gets down to medium risk. Can I do them? no can't do music gets down to low risk been out for time had a stable girlfriend got home showing signs of you know they thought i had a job i didn't have a job but i'd be telling them i had the job so they thought i had a job and still no you can't do the music so then i've shot a video by now i've spent like thousands i've done everything i've gone ready to rock and roll mate. i've i'm like i said to you i didn't just come out and do this i'd planned like yeah. i'm gonna do it i'm gonna be the best and i'm gonna smash it so i'd Spent so much time in the studio, videos, doing all this stuff. It's ready to go. So then, mm. Bang gets a um, phone call of probation. I was supposed to go in the week after. On license, we have weeklies, you know, when you're high risk, you have to go in once a week. But I've just been in like two days before. So the rings went, Oh, do you need to come in? I was like, Why? And she's like, um, Oh, I'm off next week. So I'm just going to see you now. I don't have to see you for two weeks. Yeah? And I don't need to be nasty much. Little sly bits, mate. She's ruined my life, that woman. I swear to God. And I hope she watches us now. I look at me now. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> no, but seriously, I don't even wish no bad on no one. I shouldn't even say that. I shouldn't call her a bitch, but it's putting me through a lot of shit. And she's asked me, right, to come to probation. Imagine this. So I go to probation. Bang, yeah, Jordan McCank is my name. Yeah, Jordan, go straight through that room. Yeah, sweet, no worries. Bang. Walk through there. She's I can see. She's pale in the face. Yeah, am like, all right, yeah. Bang, sits down. Boom, both side doors come in. Fuck off. Joy M um, fucking 16s. No joke, bro. Right in my face. Bang, gun butted. Busted all my lip. All oh, my lip is all re skinned, bro. Busted up all my lip. Gun butted me about six times. Fucked me up. They had these little mad red knives and it just cut all my clothes off me to pieces. Bang. So I've got no clothes on. I'm on the floor now. Like, what the fuck's going on? Don't forget my mum's outside. So it brings me out now, bloodied up to fuck, bro. God, I can remember my mum's just screaming. ha. <laughs> I was like, fucking about, I couldn't even see, do you know what I mean, all the blood in my eyes, yeah. I was like, yeah, my mum's screaming, I'm thinking to beat him, so I'm like, fucking hell. Bang, takes me to the police station, fucking interviews me, bro. So that area I told you about, Preston, where I first got arrested for a robber, another serious robbery's happened up there, and they said someone in the getaway car said Jordan. So they've come and arrested me five years later. Like, when I'd done a crime there five years later, this crime has just happened, they Arrested me for this crime, and you know what? It's about time I spoke about this, bro, because people understand why my has been fucked, bro. Mm. Do you know and why I've had bad paranoia? Yeah, it'll answer a lot bro. of questions for a lot of, of people. My own people, bro. And I've got girls that I've had to let go on that because I've got bad trust issues, brother, because people have fucked me mm. over, bro. This was my probation officer, I've put my trust in her, I told her everything about my life. She comes to my house and has dinner with me and my girlfriend. She's, she's proud of me, she's telling me, I'm proud of you, you're changing. Look at you, look how far you've come, and that she's just been my probation Officer for that whole four years. I was in prison for four years. She seen me come out, get an house, and she set me up to bring me to a room and to get me fucking guns put in my face. Yeah, beat fucked up bad. I couldn't see for weeks, but I had can eye patches and all that. Like a pirate on the wing, yeah. Ask any of the screws to tell you in strange ways. <laughs> <laughs> About like a pirate, bro. I swear to god, bro. I'd be paranoid out of me. I like five shanks on me, bro. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. because people have been coming close I'm like that's serious <laughs> you know what I mean it's serious so now I go to the police station gets interviewed on this robber shows me the CCTV oh my god you can blatantly see that this is Asian guys anybody in the whole world with a pair of eyes could see right that this is Asian guys so I'm not saying that. I'm still going, no comment, regardless. You know, yeah. that's just instilled in us, Terrence. You know yeah. what I mean? For whatever it is, it just is what it is, brother. I'm not going to. But other people from that area who I'd done the other graph with, who didn't even get nicked, they've been nicked. So they're in the police station as well. I can hear them shouting. So I've gone to the door. Like, I've been nicked over you. you that dead. Like, why am I in here? Because I'm thinking it's them. Do you know what I'm saying? So B's interviewed, I get a bail slip under my door. Hear it come under the door. Look, bang, piece of paper, grab it. All right, Jordan, you're being bailed. I'm like, oh, i like, got on the bail. Bang, waiting, 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 waiting. Yo, when are they getting bail? What's going on? Ring my mum, ring someone to be outside to pick me up. Man, I'm not going to be able to get home. Nah, Jordan, yeah, I've got the sweat box list there. You're on the bus in the morning. I said, I'm on the bus, why? I said, you've been recalled. I said, why? That's a lot of He Said you for being arrested. I said, so you recall him if well, I've not committed, yeah, not being a good behaviour. Oh my god. So now so you are arrested for a crime you didn't commit and still yeah, get recalled. And that's on my father's grave. I'd take a lie detector now if you had one, bro. And that's on my dad's grave. It's a of I ain't bollocks. got no reason to lie. I just don't
1: see why you would lie though, you know what I mean? Never, I bro. It. Never, I'll tell you the truth. But I mean, even just about this particular situation, that's
2: yeah. to lie for And though. you know how much this affected me, brother. This had a massive knock-on effect. i tell you something from what happened from there, right? In that position I was in then, I'd just come out 24, just done four years. I'd already done five years in bits and bats, you know, here, six months, whatever, romance, fucking get out, whatever. So now I've just done four years straight, right? And I was with a girl who had waited a long time for me, yeah? and I loved her a lot at the time, brother. Like I really loved her, do you know what I mean? She's my best friend, bro, in the world, do you know what I mean? And I might like saying it hard, bro, now I genuinely don't care now, do you know what I mean? I okay, care a little bit
0: text <laughs> <laughs> me but, yeah.
2: no, I would never speak to her like I would never speak to her ever you know what I mean mm. she wishes she could text me <laughs> now she wishes me and she has well sailed you know what I'm saying Yeah. but at the time you know I loved her to death she was a staunch good girl I'm never going to speak bad of her right so I'm getting sent back so then I get stuck back to jail the next day yeah so no court and all that so, straight no in. court fucking drove me straight to the prison right Cause remember, I've got four year licence. So I'm thinking I've got for four years. Yeah, yeah. So the girl that I was with, I'm police, have blammed her door off. As soon as they've knit me at probation, they've gone to her door, blammed the door off. Her mom and dad are legit straight heads, bro. You know what I mean? Like the straightest of straight people. They've fucking gone in on them. Locked the gaff off for days searching for this like saying to him listen to testify against Jordan we know that he does this does that and your daughter's in danger for her life and all things like this all the, all these police are going to the house to are getting in the, the bird's head the bird's mum and dad's head it's not the bird's head because she was very strong she yeah. already waited for me yeah. but mm. her mum and dad now this is the last straw this is her, their little princess you get me bro mm. she's just waited four years she's done uni and all that she's about to go have a job now I've been out for six months and I'm back in for four years So she's like, they're saying you're getting four years. I'm saying, I'm not getting four years. I'm going to get out. I'm going to have the charges been dropped. I'm going to get parole. But then, obviously, I released Lifestyle. I was like, fuck it. I already had Lifestyle, you know, the song. Yeah. And so I just released that. But I've got her in the video. But I didn't know about all this fame shit at the time. I didn't think I was going to make us both fucking famous. I fucking put her in a music video that's then gone viral. So imagine all the attention she's getting. So I'm in jail, losing my mind. Like, no, this is my angel, bro. It's my princess, it's my life. I've been with this woman seven years and she knows I didn't commit the crime because I was with her. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, bro. It was, I can't even explain that feeling. I've anger, bro, because I couldn't count. I couldn't get out, bro. There's nothing you can do, man. No, my parole's not for six months. Mm. And she's just gone, Ah, oh, bro, I'm losing my mind, brother. I swear, bro. And I'm thinking, I need to get this song off YouTube. So I'm trying to get the song took down because I'm thinking it's gone viral. She's loving it. She's getting about with a song on. There's ah, oh, bro, that's <sighs> a god, bro. You don't understand how crazy I went on. Brother I was just literally obliterating people every day of that sentence. Anyone who come in or asked about my bird or said something, they just got it. Anyone here who'd been in the club, my bird and the family, or cousin was in the jail, had got it, and just put money on them, everyone, money on everyone, every day. I was sitting at visits every day waiting for people, splitting wigs daily, bro. Because I was thinking, someone fucked my bird, bro. That's my bird, bro. Do you know what I mean? Couldn't take it, brother man. I swear, bro. And it fucked me up. And it's the first time I've ever even spoke about it because I never wanted to give an old clout. Whereas now I've grown up and matured a lot, Mm. and I don't even blame her for anything. I don't blame her, and I don't blame no one. It's just life, and how life turned out for me, I'm grateful, bro. Mm. For any bad that's happened to me or bad I've done, to be in this position now, thank all fucking praise to Jesus Christ. I'm grateful, brother, and I hold no hate for no one, not for none of my enemies who or old enemies or for old girlfriends. I'm speaking about this as an experience because I'm, I'm a mature person. I'm never going to settle down with a girl till I find a proper holy woman. I might see me going with like these girls and that. It's never going to happen until I find a proper holy woman that's going to have my kids. So it's nothing for me to speak about these experiences with other girls. I want to touch on them. I don't care because I don't feel no shame from it, mm. no pain. I've become successful. I've made my mother proud. I've kept my dad's name alive. I've achieved things I never thought I would. So when I'm speaking about these things, I want anyone to know watching I'm not bitter and I'm not trying to get back at no one. Mm. You know
1: what I mean? You're also not trying to justify anything that you've done. You've no. said a couple of times now that you're not justifying it. You were a bad person, you've done bad things. Mm. And that's, yeah. that's where I also really, really admire sitting here. It's the fact that you know that you've mm. done wrong. But if you look at your childhood and look at what has happened through your life, people can kind of see a pattern. Mm. You grow up in poverty, you grow up around crime, your father's past and obviously, young, while you were young and where I was, there was only one way your life was supposed to go. And mm-hmm. here you are sitting here now, trying to teach kids where we're from. I'm mm-hmm. trying to set them on the right path Trust and talk me, about bro.
2: it. Nah, thanks, bro. I never thought I'd even be in a position like this, do you know what I mean?
1: But it's a powerful it voice a... that you have,
2: though. Thanks, bro, no.
1: Like, you need to understand that because, like, it's not everybody can sit here and talk like you because not many people have lived a life and that's why sometimes I struggle when people in Ireland especially there's radio stations with people from the nice Millionaires row, we'll call it from Dublin, yeah. Trying to talk about where we're from and trying yeah. to- even talk bad about our area. Yeah, you no, know, I'm like we've yeah.
2: what we've lived. Yeah, do you know what I mean. I've heard a lot about you and Terrence as well, mm. and and your upbringing as well, mm. bro. And you know, and it makes me relate a lot, bro, massively. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'm not saying you've not had a bad upbringing. No, nah, I'm alright. I, that. <laughs> I know you're from this yeah. as well. I know. Come yeah. on, bro. We're all from mm. the same area. Mm. No matter who's had it good or bad. We're all from these areas, mate. We've all experienced these kind of things. But I also know, even through some traumatic stuff, I can relate to you on a personal level. And like, brother, this is why I chose this podcast. And this is why I hope that we do get something good out of this. And I will speak about anything and feel no shame, no pain, no nothing. There's a song on my mixtape, what I'm about to release, promo time, yeah? Memoirs of a Psychopath. It's the second song, and it's called Rain On Me. And it goes... Let it rain on me, let it rain on me All the shame, all the pain, put the blame on me I've been through hell, how can you hate on me Look the devil in the eye every morning, G Let it rain on me, let it rain on me So I'm saying, I'm going to release everything to everyone let it rain on me Whatever shame, pain, blame, yeah, go on, sweet, give me Because I'm built for this now This is normal to me So I want to be able to put out all my good and bad And people to be able to take it in And give me any opinion and anything, and anyone who's even going through shit, even if you're angry, I'm telling them, even from the music, be angry at me. Like, I'll take it on for you. Do you know what I mean? I want to be that person for people like us. I'm saying, I can got a bulletproof soul. It doesn't matter what anyone says about me or does or whatever. Like, I know who I am and I know where I'm going.
1: This way, street kids, you always talk about the street kids a little bit. That's why you're loved all over. Yeah. you know what I mean? And it, it's just, it's relatable. And even if it's not them directly,
2: they've an uncle. He was oh, fucking being there. Like, like I just said, it's not just about as well, right? And especially what I say, people who's from our areas, if you've not committed crime, I make music for them. Cause mate, I've got mates who've never committed a crime in their life. Fencers, plumbers, right? And they will smash any criminals head in I know. They don't fuck about. If you go near their house or their mums or their kids, bro, they will put you in the ground. But they chose not to commit crime. But they're also traumatised through abusive fathers, mothers. And that, so you know, shout out to all the people who who didn't take the easy route like me, who wasn't a little coward, who who didn't want to sell weed and go and rob somebody. Shout out to the people who fucking got up and went and got the bus and got apprenticeships, went to college, got a job. Because I'm not just saying this; they're real heroes to me. I look up to people like that now. I see people like that and think, you are a boss. When I see people that make it like that, make businesses, go working, help kids, I fucking think, mate, I wish I could be like you. Do you know what I mean? I've always took the easy route, bro. I'll fucking take someone else's stuff. I love it when people are like, no, I'm not going to take no one's stuff. That makes me proud. Like, I I one day want to be a person like that. Because I'll be honest, I have changed a bit, but I still have a bad side sometimes, bro. Every fucking few weeks you know what I mean especially lose my head you know what I mean but like I'm trying my best bro
1: that's not just gonna go away either yeah, you know. know what I mean
2: but it, the thing
1: that's obvious is you're fucking trying and that that's it that's you've only name. started
0: about the sounds of things as well like as you said you've never spoke about this before so how can how are you supposed to be polished I mean like I'm over it if you haven't even started yet Jordan you know what I mean and like you have to start somewhere so I know. here we are do you know what I mean and hopefully in a few weeks time this progresses forward and forward. and the more yeah. you talk about it the more comfortable you become with it and hopefully this will open doors for you, and you speak to professionals. Because yeah. let's be real, this will help, but Yeah, we can't fucking we can't finish yeah. it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. We'll I know do... that you're thinking this guy's full oh. well, no, talk. this, this yeah. is where
2: it starts. Nah, mean, do nah, you know nah, what I mean? I'm genuinely ball. Like when my mum and my family watch this, they're gonna be crying, bro. Yeah, when my friends hope... watch this. No one has ever heard yeah. me speak like this. I've never, ever, ever, ever ever spoke about stuff like this.
0: And hopefully it and your family to be like, you know what? I've what he's talking about is something him. that we need to talk about together. Yeah. You know what I mean? I
2: need to understand why I'm like I am and I just disappear all the time. I just always disappear on my own constantly, bro. And everyone's like, why? Because I need to, bro, because I fucking can't own. And I'm then trying to do music and then all my own people are trying to bring me down. And I'm like, you don't even know what my frame is. I'm like an inch away from fucking whacking everybody, mate. like seriously. And I'm trying to change... And they're all turning on me and plotting against me, speaking about me and my own family trying to bring me down, yeah? And, like, they don't mean to, man, but it's just because they've been with me all my life and then I'm now going off doing what I'm doing. My brothers and my sisters, they don't mean to, but they might get a bit angry, you know? And I understand it, bro, Mm. because, you know, people are, you know, not that they're stuck, yeah, I love them to death, but, like, they'll be in this little area for a long time and I'm just coming out and doing these big things and... Going abroad and doing this and partying and talking up stories like a dickhead with bottles and, like, they're probably sat at home thinking, no, I'm fucking struggling here. Like, my kids fucking need this and you're spending that on that. This is the kind of arguments I'm having on a daily basis. But then I'm sort of like, well, I fucking earned this. Yeah. Can't give you everything. And then I'm just like, you know what? I fucking give you now because, well, have not sent me one fucking post in 10 years. You've never even been on a visit. Never even been on one visit since I was 14. In fucking twenty-two prisons up and down the country, I'm a poor mum, sixty years old, up and down, on her own, with no one, with no friend. So I don't own nobody, nothing. This is the thing, but I still would bring people in and, and I've still come back for people hundreds of times and I've given them opportunities, but the fucking little rats, mate, because they've watched me just rot for 15, yeah, 2009, right? I was 15 years old, Christmas. 2010, 16, Christmas. 2017, Christmas. 2000, up, to, up to 2019, sorry. every single fucking one, mate, 11 Christmases in a row. I've never seen a Christmas card Never seen a Christmas card. So no one can't tell me about fucking, oh, this, my finger needs this or someone needs this. Because, mate, I was fucking around the corner in HMP Wigan in Inlet. I was a 10-minute drive away. i never seen a soul for years. I'd never seen physically my family. So oh, now I've done music. Everyone's like, yo, Jordan, what's going on? What the fuck all's going on, mate? Go and do him the job. And if you're here, come to my shop. You're welcome to have backstage VIP. Everything. I'll get these hotels. They don't want to come don't want to be part of nothing sweet fuckers. I don't give a fuck. People want to be jealous of me when they grew up the same as me. They know what I've been through. They know they've been through the same shit as me. And they're trying to bring me down. And it's fucks with my mental health, bro. Because then they start fucking with my mum. And that is when, brother, bro, I'm serious, bro. It's just going to end one way, bro. And I don't want it to be like that. I just want my family to get on, bro. Do you know what I mean? I mean? It's just this music's evil, bro. It's just this attention, this Instagram, and it just turns. It's just because everyone's coming up to them then in the street. Oh, Jordan, Jordan. Bro, I'd probably, I want to be honest there, eh? I'd probably fucking turn on them if it would have happened to them because if someone's coming up to you constantly and talking about you, like my friends, right? I fell out of a lot of friends, like, they don't let their girlfriends play my music or the kids. And when I found that out, I've gone to their houses and approached mm-hmm. them. like, bro, why? He's like, I just can't take it. The kids want to be your... Like my kids wanna be you. I their dad and I'm like, fucking you know, hell, I can understand. Mm. And I'm like, I hate music. That's, that's why I say in transit, oh, music ruined my life. I lost friends, lost girls, and I lost my mind. It broke me, broke my heart and my family ties. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I've lost everything from it. So I'm saying I wish I never fucking did this shit. I wish I never fucking wished for this because music ruined my life. I lost friends, lost girls, and I've lost my mind. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I know. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's what it's doing. Like, I'm like, I'm thinking, music, yeah, sweet. We're all sweet. Got one Yeah. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. like no, nah, I'm like, what's got? like fucking bird keeps playing the songs mm. I'm like yeah because it's music and your birds from council estates like us but they're just seeing me as Jordan so they're thinking oh the bird wants you no yeah. she just likes the fucking music mate yeah yeah you little yeah. weird fucking insecure pricks mm. so then I'm like you know what you little dickheads if you want to be like ah, oh, fuck is then because I'm not gonna fucking sit here and start fucking fathering fully grown men bro when I'm already on the fucking edge trying to make it for my mum do you know what I mean, bro? And do me dad proud. Nothing else is in my favor. I've had to just cut off love completely. Cut off friends. People who I, I don't fuck with nobody, bro. They have a select few people. Do you know what I mean? Over there in Ireland, I have my friend Nathan, one of my closest friends, even anywhere. I love him to death, yeah. Mm. I have a friend back home, Fina. That's it, brother. There's no... How many distractions? No, other that. I'm not here now. I've done everything yeah. for everyone. I've done as much as I try. And I promise you, Sherry, I'm a good yeah. friend, bro. I've been the loyalest friend, brother, mm. man. I've lost my life in prison for being a loyal friend, bro. I've had wars with people who was bigger than... Me at the time more guns than me more money than me i've gone to war with people from my friends brother in prison i've gone to war with big men dangerous men serving 35 years each dangerous men i've carved them i've then had to live with that problem in every jail i've gone I've i've beef. you know what i mean been nearly killed myself bro many times do you know what i'm saying yeah. for little dickheads who are then going to be like oh not that not that and the kids play the music and the kids are like i can't play your music and i'm like wanting to kill him in the car because i'm like, i'm wanting to grab the dad and be like you're not letting your kid play my music. Mm-hmm. I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of it every day, Jordan. But I'm like, well, I don't even want it then. I don't even want this theme then, fuck it. I wish I didn't do it. That's how I ripped that song, because I wish I didn't do it sometimes, but I don't want it if my own family's fucking going to turn on me or oh, my mates have gone weird. Well, that's
1: a small negative side to your music, Jordan, does it? I know. It. That's it. I say that's 1%. There's 99% of your music is positive. Not my... <laughs> When I say positive, I mean I'm relatable. Yeah. And that's the main thing kids to listen to that and, and uh no. not only that your story then so kids can see there's a fucking mm. there's your way out from that life yeah. where that they're living that there's your way out that's the big thing which
2: I mean what was, I wanted that's, to say sorry then for interrupting just that. wanted to add this last thing mm. but for all that badness right what cancels all that out and stops me from everything else right is all these random people who show me love bro from all different cities they keep me going when these people do that All them other people I just see as evil. I just see me, they're irrelevant. I think these strangers are texting me, kids in care rooms every day, Jordan, your song's keeping me alive. Women, Jordan, I've just come off a coma. I've been beat up bad. on my boyfriend, your music's keeping me going. This is every day from countries, not even just in Europe, all countries all over the world, I've related to your music. I've just lost my father. Bro, it's like, gives me strength. It's like Papa eats the spinach. When I wake up and I see the message of Jordan, keep going, Jordan, keep going, you can't stop. I'm like, fuck this, can't stop. And then uh, everyone around me he was not trying to push it with me, I'm like, sweet, you just can go because there's a massive money train that's about to come and, and everyone's going to miss it. But, and I'm glad they are because I've been doing this for years and invested everything that I could, getting money, losing money, sometimes having fuck all, bro, for, for months, you know what I mean? Because I didn't want to commit crime again, I was trying not to. I'd rather just suffer, bro, and eat nothing and not ask. Mm. I just wanted my studio time, studio time, student care, bro. I just fucking sleep in the studio, not asked about an house. Didn't even have an house, didn't have nothing. Because I just think, fuck this, I need to make the music that's going to change my life. And I did.
0: So you're in the nick when Lifestyle comes out. Yeah. What's that like? Oh, that was mad. So that was like the start of everything because, so I'm in jail
2: and releases the song from jail. And don't forget, I didn't know anything, like how to get all the link up TV or anything. So it gets all the link up TV, gets my song put out, it gets put out, wakes up the next day, it's on 50,000 views. Like, I couldn't believe this, because my favorite rappers, like it was like Woody Loke, Jacko and Pacino, West Coast rappers from America, some of their songs have never even had 50,000 views. Some songs that I love that I've probably listened to 50,000 times. So I was like, what the fuck, yeah? So now the screw's coming round. I can hear him unlocking doors. Click, 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 click. So I'm waiting at my door to get out. But boom, boom, bang clicks my door. Jordan, oh my God, that song, man. Oh, different lifestyle. And spitting the whole lyrics back to me this screw. Don't forget, I've been in jail all my life. I've never got on screws, bro. And there's been a serious grudge years, you know what I'm saying? I've got on my file attacking officers left, right and centre. I've not got a bond with them. And especially at this time, I've just been recalled. I didn't even look at them. I didn't speak to any staff, like, anti-authority completely. Did not deal with any staff. If I needed something, I'd ask another president to go ask him. I would never even ask him for toilet roll. I went there, right? And they went, they hated me. But when I opened my door. Jordan, wow! They've walked out onto the wing and everyone else is coming out of their cells. And everyone's like, bro, this, Like, it was the surreal moment. I stood at my door and everyone just come running over to me, like, picking me up, like, bro, what the fuck? And I'm like, I know. But I didn't know I was taking in, yeah. Next thing, I got played on Unity Radio. I remember it, it was like 10.30, yeah. I was just waiting to go out into the yard. Everyone's putting the coats on, waiting at the door because they go out first and check the yard. You know, there's no parcels or yeah. weapons there. Been left there, so they're checking the yard. And bang, some kids come out of his door. He's going, George, are you on Unity Radio? I've gone, fuck off. Unity Radio is the local Salford radio station. But that's like everything to us, you know what I mean? Yeah, You're on yeah, boy, big time, yeah. Yeah, like Unity is everything to play, all the dance music. It's like the underground little radio stations, you get that? You can only get it in Salford. I was in Forest Bank at the time, HMP Forest Bank, which is a jail in Salford. And um, that was just mad, though, I'm on the radio. So now it goes out onto the yard. So on the yard... You can see all the other wings, and everyone is blasting lifestyle. When I mean everyone, bro, I'm talking like no joke, 60 to 80 people, different cells, all blasting the song. And I was just like, yo, how the fuck has this worked? Then i was like, Rami bird at the time, and she's like, oh, my God, you've done it, do you know what I mean? Everything you said, you planned, it's worked, do you know what I mean? And then I was just like, fuck this, I'm a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as mate. I'm, I'm not a doing criminal this. anymore. I'm doing this, mate. I was like, that's it. I'm, uh, in my head, I'm, I made it. Do you know what I mean? The Charlie it and the Bill Jordan. Yeah. That blew. Yeah, that blew. Look, I to remember oh. when that
1: force came out yeah. and that was all over Dublin. Oh, it was no. all over Ireland. Yeah. Instantly. I remember the first time I even heard it. Six hundred like k in a day.
0: That's ago. what introduced people to for her in the booth. Yeah, that, that's like that was even a thing. You know what I mean? Like, like, what's this? Other the people do it. Yeah, but that yeah. was.
1: But yeah. that that one they are really like. It's that powerful. That I, admit, like, I remember the first time hearing it in my room, like, looking at it and going, oh, my, who the fuck
2: is this? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was special. Yeah. What was that like then? Oh, that was a mad moment because you have to remember, I was wanting to be a rapper. We've always watched Fire in the Booth. It's always been the thing. Yeah. Sat around the couch, like, all my friends, we watch watched everyone's Fire in the Booth, you know what I'm saying? And um, so, like, do the one of them that done so well, you know, and even if I do so, say so myself, one of the best, if not the best, it's everything. After that, I'll be honest with you, Like no number one or no anything could mean anything to me. Fire in the Booth is with you can rap. You go there and you rap. Not all your pre-recorded shit mm. and you this and you that. Go there and rap, let's see who can rap. Everyone wants to be a rapper. It's not about image cause I ain't got no image. People ain't watching me because i got Jura. People ain't watching me because of my clothes. People watch me for my music and that's the best thing. I got accepted then. After Fire in the Booth, people accepted me. At first, they didn't understand, obviously, because no one's ever rapped who's like me or where I'm from. But after I in the booth, with the emotional and that, it connected with people, and I started to get, like, industry love, like, massive radio plays, left, right and centre, people inviting me to all places. Like, I was like, no one has ever invited me anywhere. I'm not allowed in my friend's houses. As a kid, who has to stand at the gate you know what I mean so now, now like, the feeling <laughs> everyone's like come on Jordan come here I'm like yeah fucking hell, sweet like, well, it.
1: it see you in that as well in that for a bit what I love you keep screaming at you
2: are like, tell them we haven't heard these beats <laughs> yeah. tell them we haven't heard these beats yeah because it's massive for me to be like firing the booth right is everything that's like for a football it's the Champions League final sort yeah. of thing. it's the World Cup final right mm. so like I wanted them to know, brother, I hear these beats. I've come here and just done this. People plan that like they dreamed about it since a kid. They know what beat they're doing. They know what lyrics. I've just gone there and said, put the beats on and just went crazy, bro. And everything just fitted. Yeah. And don't forget, I've done 15 minutes. It's the longest time in the booth. Is it the longest vibe in the booth? I think so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it. i hope so. I'll take the claim. I'll claim it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. But um, it actually got the fastest five million and I got a plaque off Apple Music. Big up Apple Music, for one. Let me just stop. Big up Charlie Sloth as well, Massive lad, changed my life, man. I got a seriously big up Charlie, man. Seriously, thank you, Charlie, brother, man. You're an absolute soldier for what you've done for UK rap, for what you've done for millions of people like me. And, you know, people probably don't give me flowers as much charlie is a legend and you can never forget what he's done well, but he gave me that opportunity and like you said
1: the first rapper from solford come on man give yeah. me
2: that opportunity and he promoted it proper and you know him and his whole team and shout out his mate harry as well my brother man you know what i mean actually it's a mad story yeah. and me and charlie will, will laugh about this when we see each other because actually i had ended up having to being a little pissed. He was doing a writing camp and i ended up getting drunk and We've got into a little fight, right? So anyway, but Charlie's game, bro. Charlie don't fuck about, bro. People think Charlie's a producer. He don't give a fuck, mate. I'm telling you. When the camera's off, Charlie is a bad man. I can say that. That's coming from (laughs) me, right? He does his job on the camera. When the camera's off, he's a street guy, bro. He's been, grew up in the street. He's not taking no shit, right? I'm thinking, fuck these music guys. Bro, they all whipped out, cautious. What? Ready for the beef, right? (laughs) So You're not ready for this story. So there's his friend called Harrah. He's my brother, right? He would have just seen me training with him in Thailand. So imagine I've not seen, me and him have had the fight or whatever. Bum bum I had a little fallout. I've just been in Thailand, mate. Walking down the fucking strip, right? Bang, who do I bumped into? I bumped into Harry, bro. Yeah, Charlie's right, I'm mine, yeah. So we're having a little standoff, like what's going on? Is that what's going on? Yeah. So like a little scuffle in the streets sort or of I think. Ended up just laughing it off, yeah. Harry looked at each other, yeah laughing yeah and he's like how the fuck have i seen you in thailand and we just end up becoming really good friends bro and just train together out there just been doing loads of training and fucking everything together man just trying to set up a retreat out there you know what i mean Hell is what thailand was like babe. like what what's that deal yeah thailand's amazing like thailand literally just changed my life even though the last week i did have a bit of a wobble right for the first five weeks like thailand is amazing i can't even like explain it nothing compares to thailand like before i went there i was proper angry and agitated and felt like the world owed me stuff but seeing how people live out there and like with nothing Not and anything. how happy these people are i've written a song about thailand and it says these people are the poorest but the heart's the purest because these people will do anything for you and it just taught me so much bro like I was going back to my apartment at the penthouse on the beach and I was thinking, I I don't even deserve this. I'll be honest, I used to go to the bars and bring that like, five, six girls back and let them stay. And they'd be gassed, bro. They'd be on my balcony like, "Wow!" I'd have my music fingered, like, get it on. If you couldn't sing, I'd just put the auto-tune on. that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the singing, the gassed up, like, singing and that. And, like, it does taught me to be humble, bro. I, I felt myself becoming a good person. I'd go out with my money and I'd go and do good stuff with my money. Whereas I used to go to the bars, I'd want beer, I'd buy some new clothes every day. I started to not even wear that, I'd wear the same clothes. I wanted to feel like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, they show me so much love, bro. And, like, like these people are very wise about life. You know, they follow Buddhism. Buddhism is a massive, strong religion on karma and being good. Like, people think Thailand is dangerous and people are going to rob you. No one ain't going to rob you in Thailand. They might scam you, so I sell you something. But they'll never rub you, take off you. Like they believe in karma so much. Them people are like the most beautiful, soul people I have ever met. And they always give you second chances. You know what I mean? But they don't give you a third chance because ended up in jail. They always give you a second chance. Like you mess up, you mess up again. And is that's like a common rule throughout Thailand? You know what I mean? Very forgiving people and very understanding of tourists. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like they just helped me man and doing the Muay Thai and that I've never been like I hadn't done boxing or anything but it was good just to get in the ring started learning like Muay Thai I had a respect for these people I have a respect now for all fighters in any kind of form because that training like I've never understood it I'd be like the armchair guy like ah oh, he's fucking shit or yeah mate until you get in a ring you, you can't say it. it's tough eh? the training these people yeah. are doing them boys in Thailand are fighting for their lives, bro. Mm. Like literally, they'll get sponsored off a gym, right? You've got to be in that gym every day. You clean that gym. You train in this gym, and you fight when they tell you to fight. And they're in the corner. I used to go to the Thai fights, right? They're in that corner, telling them, "You better fucking win this fight. Or you're not coming home here." So you're seeing them fighting because they're telling them, "You're not getting in the car. You better win this money." So, you know, and like. Bro, that's when you have the maximum respect for these people. So then, when I started training with them, I started taking it serious because I started being like, whoa, whoa, this is not all this fun and games. These people are fighting here for their lives, do you know what I mean? Mm. And it just taught me a lot, like, I don't know, man. I know just it gave it a thing. new perspective. It just taught me a lot. Mm. Even though I know sometimes, even since I've been back, I can feel my mood change. I just definitely feel a lot different, bro, about my job, about everything. I'm watching my stuff, like, wow, this is me. I'm Jordan, like, I've done this music this is not like my mom this is I've got all these people that love me like wow like wow do you know I've been mean, to be grateful yeah bro because I was out there for quite a long time and I went in like the party islands bro I was in Hoi Hin, jungle village mm. I'm in the jungle mm. you know what I mean so like I started to like lose touch of myself and Whatever else, but then like the tires made me feel like they're my family, bro. Like I actually miss them now. I'll speak to loads of them. You know, I'll still send them money and that everything. And know it's not about money, but I do. Mm. Like I love them to death. I think about them before I go bed, and that I'd be like, "Shit, I wonder what man doing. doing. Wonder what I think he's doing." But I also like did see a lot of mad stuff out there, and it made me just realize how cheap life is, bro. Like and how easy you can lose your life. And when I touched down, bro, back into England into Heathrow, I just got off and kissed the floor and was like, I am not taking this for granted, mate. I am keeping my head screwed on. I am being focused. I'm doing my job. I'm not going wasting my life and running around chasing girls, running around in clubs till four in the morning. You know, I've just left people who I genuinely love, who was helping me, cooking for me, healing my wounds. I was left them with nothing. Like, they've got zero. They live in a shack. Yeah, and I'm going to come back here and waste all this. No way. I've got them texting me now, like, oh, you're in the studio, keep going. So I'm like, I'm going to keep going, do you know what I mean? I've got to really shout out to Ireland because I think it just saved my life. If I was carrying on the way I was carrying on, man, I wouldn't be here, brother, man. I'd end up doing something daft to myself or something. Do you know what I mean? And I want to say one thing, right, if I can, if you don't mind, one thing about suicide, yeah. Please, nobody ever take your life, ever, Your life, what you've been given by God is the most precious thing that anyone can ever have. Life itself. Never let a situation or a person make you want to take your life. Your life is yours. You can't ever let nobody do that. You can't let your family down. You can't let yourself down. You can't let God down. Change your surroundings. That's all it is. You know, just try it, please. Take it from me, right? I've been through everything that you're going to go through. I've had my father commit suicide. Multiple friends commit suicide. I've seen people be took out of cells probably 20 to 30 times. Literally, I have took out of cells on body bags. I've seen people's mum and dads get brought into the wings and have to look at the little shitty cell where the son has died. Right? You cannot do that. Don't do that. Change your surroundings and you will see a difference. People will try to bring you down. Family will try to bring you down. It's on you to find the strength to move away from that and to build yourself back up. Don't ever take your life. Never. Just wanted to say that.
0: Very
2: mm. What have you got coming up, bro? I know. Fucking hell. Let's speak about something sweet now, positive. Because <laughs> I'm fucking hell, right? Jesus Christ. But you know what? I did get touched on, didn't it? Big coin, you know bro. Yeah. It's an important message. Yeah. And what was the what was the thing called now? Maverick. Then a glory. Shout out Maverick Saber as well, my fucking brother. That's a king of Ireland, mate. Marv is the goat. Marv is the goat. Mm. I've ride out for Marv. No one can chat shit about Mav around me. I love that guy. <laughs> He's helped me a lot with music, you know what I mean? Yeah. Got some funny stories with Mav as well. We're supposed to be doing a song, right? I'm in Essex waiting for him, for 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Mav, where are you? Still in the pub, man. He's in the Irish bar in Tottenham. I drove from Essex to Tottenham, Ask him, went into the pub, took him out the pub. He's got these two guys with him. I'm not leaving these. I'm saying, brother you've probably met the guys in the pub right hey bro come on I said fuck it come on then they can come stuffed to him on a six man deep in this car now in the middle of (laughs) South South London right North London sorry rough as fuck hairy right (sighs) sucked him all the way to Essex gets him on the mic would he say a word get him the Jamesons gotta go out get him in the Jamesons come back he drinks every last bit of it Goes on the mic. <laughs> it's not the one. It's not the one. I said Mike. I'm at the side of him and going, please, bro, please, just, just just do that chorus. Come on, He has gone. <laughs> no, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> They've wasted the whole day. Didn't get nothing out of him. <laughs> but um Tell him about the clan, tell <laughs> him
0: We had Mav on the podcast. Right. Yeah. And uh we never met him before and we hadn't got really much contact with him so we were a bit nervous didn't want to ask him to sing so oh, of
2: uh, course because you know, he's a big figure you know people are, he's massive Mavis is massive yeah. yeah same with me when I first met him you know go on go on
0: but well, we just had a little chat with him or whatever like this and er uh, we walked outside then towns had to smoke and he was like, We should have fucking asked him to sing and Mav came in and he was like, uh, do you wanna come with me to a studio session if you're not busy? I was like, Yeah, lovely, we go to we'll get to hear him sing, yeah? Uh. I goes, My car's downstairs, Mav, I'll drop you over. Yeah, so we get downstairs and my car's clamped. No. Yeah. So Mav was huh. like Oh, like you're gonna ring to get the clamp took off? I was like, yeah. But we rang one of the boys to get the clamp took no, off. No, yeah. you did. <laughs> so oh, we were standing you there. Love you, we were you standing know? there, and we rang one of the boys, and he was in the area. And we were like, look, cars are getting clamped. Well, not got the clamp off. He's a big Mav fan. <laughs> this fella is a, like a proper. He's like stand with Mav. Yeah, he no. fucking loves him. He was here in like two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so he's here at concert, out cutting the clamp, and Mav was just like. I'm gonna get a taxi, lads. So, I've got a taxi. I've <laughs> got a taxi, yeah, and told him where he was him. going. Follow him. We got there before him. <laughs>
2: oh, that is the best. Oh, that's the best story. Yeah. You well, know?
0: cut off foot cool. to the floor. Cool. Good luck to you. Bring him Mav, Where are you? Where in the studio? Waiting on you. <laughs> that is the best. I actually came
2: to Dublin. And the first time ever, right, was coming to shoot Danny Boy. We remade Danny Boy, Big Nasty. It was Big Nasty. That's the idea because his friend was called Tommy Boy, God rest his soul, and he wanted to dedicate the song to him. So we re- uh, we remade Danny Boy to t- Tommy Boy, the pipes, the pipes, the calling, calling.
0: John yeah. Connors, yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah,
2: so we took him to me, we, we, we got Mav. Big Nasty had them on the, the Traveller site, had them doing all the boxing and all that. We went to the Sally Noggin because my family's from around there as well. So went to all the pub and all that. Yeah, we had the best time. We're shooting the video halfway through the video now. Need to get it finished. Uh, me and Nathan's like, oh, fuck this. We end up getting off the Ballymun and going to the pub. Fucking I was ringing my ass Jordan. I'm in the pub like yeah, yeah <laughs> fuck my video, I'm not doing it. Fuck them all. I've had enough. This music, you know. Yeah, but lucky enough he's like, nah, i have gotta go. So we went and got the song. But have you heard the song Danny anyway? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It was about this time last year it was yeah. filming it. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, it it would have been, yeah, yeah.
0: So Jordan, you have a tour coming up. Tell us more yeah. about that. Yeah, man. I literally like, this is everything now. This is why
2: I just went to Thailand to lose a bit of weight and be able to you know, prepare for the tour. Like this is literally everything I've ever wanted, brother. It's a fifteen city tour covering um England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, covering all the UK and Ireland basically. And massive venues, you know, academies, everything, Dublin Academy, got massive venues. And yeah, it's just everything I've ever wanted, brother, to be honest. And I've already done one tour, right? But it's a bit of a shambles. I was drinking and all that. I was bringing hundreds of guys on the stage, giving this gang vibe, mm. going to venues, smashing places up, going to hotels, like proper rock star shit, tellies out of windows, strippers falling out of fucking balconies and all kinds, right? So this time it's time to like, you know, calling it the last, like, like the final round. It's time now, you know, to have done all the messing about, Been the little mad kid who's made the change. This is the time now to be the, the adult Jordan, This is a big boy tour now. As an independent artist, this is massive, brother. This is 15 cities, yeah? And I really now want to give performances. Not coming out shouting. I want to come out and perform my songs word for word, which I'm going to. This time, I've planned it all myself. I've planned the lighting, the DJs, the sets. I've really sat down, whereas last time, I'd just turn up with a USB, put the song on. And do my music whereas this time i'm going to give people value for the money people are coming to see me people who worked hard for their money people are sending their children and not to see me mate and they're not going to get some pissed up guy on the stage ever again you're going to see me sober clear-minded speaking to my crowd interacting with my crowd. And I'm going to be honest there, mate, I am the best performer in the UK. There's nobody, and I mean that, from the bottom of my heart, there's no one who can rock a stage like me. Put anyone out there with me. They can't match my energy, brother. I'm telling you now, I can rock them stages differently. So anybody out there, if you've not got a ticket, please come to my tour. And if you do not have the best night of your life, if you like rap music and like my music, I promise you to give you the best performance. I'll give you shivers. I'll interact with you, speak with you. There'll be no messing about. You will not get hurt at my show. I have security in the shows. I have a lot of my personal friends in the crowd scattered out. There'll be no messing about. There'll be no one getting intimidated. We're all one family and we're going to be on the same journey. So please come and join me on my tour and just just come and see for yourself. And also... I've got a tape coming out. It's called "Memoirs of a Psychopath." It's 18 songs. I'm going to release it before the tour. I'm just having difficulties with a few producers to get the beats cleared because some of the beats that I bought, they've made the beats, but some other people own the sounds. Yeah, but they're all like in Australia and New Zealand, <clears> and they're like, "We want 25 percent of the song." And I'm like, I'm putting it on a tape. I'd rather just pay it outright. So I'm currently getting the beats remade. So as soon as that's ready, I'm going to put my tape out. And I know everyone like says, oh yeah, it's legendary. This is a piece of art. Anything I've ever done, I can't even believe my music's brought me this far. After what I've just made now, compared to that, I'm like, how am I even here? This music is unbelievable. I can say that myself. I'm proud of it, Terrence. Like I really am, brother, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's proper music and and it's me. I've been myself, bar for bar, I've put my whole heart on it. And it's not a song that you skip but that you were like, oh, it's no good. So I just want people to get ready for that, be excited for the tape. I'm going to bring that out before the tour. And yeah, man, go on tour, finish in December. I've made sure that I put Dublin as the last one. So i have oh, seen that Yeah, one. I made sure that. And I've fired the Dublin Academy, you can ask them for that date. <laughs> and five times I said, no, I'm not doing it. I swear down, went back and forth. No, I said, sweet. I said, I'll go to Dublin and I'll go in a park. You don't understand. I told them my fan base in Dublin, you don't need no arenas, mate. I don't need no nothing. I said, I'll go. I even go to Bali, Mom and Nathan. I'll go there. And I'll fucking get on the flats and I'll bring everybody there, mate. Like simple lads. I'm coming to Dublin, I told them, and I'm going to do a show. So if you want it to be in your place, I need that date because I will to bring my family over for the end of the tour. I want it to be all Christmassy and that in Ireland. I've always dreamed about having this kind of Christmas in Ireland. I've dreamed about this my whole life, you know what I mean? I want my family to come back over here, my mommy and that, and just have Christmas here, man, in the homeland, you know what I'm saying? Mm. End the tour with a big bang. There we go. and Maverick. You better fucking be there, man.
0: We'll be there, yeah. You, you better, you better be
2: there. You'd be on evening. the
0: stage with me. be rocking. No, Jot, honestly, that's 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 been some. That's uh, that's been a ride that podcast is, and yeah, I have to say, mate I really admire it Just because you were saying you were nervous, you've never you've never told us before. So mm. of course you're gonna be nervous, and you're not sure how you're gonna receive it. But right now, trust me. We've done 140 It is, mate. I know how people are going to receive this on the other end. And yeah. As you said, you're some die-hard fans, you know what I mean? So they'll be hanging on your every word. I'm well, fucking
1: one of them. I'm sitting there a fan, boy. Yeah, <laughs> but they'll, they'll
0: take in what you're saying, mate. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even like wanting sports to get into the music was the survival guilt of, yeah, mates getting locked up and you're out and you're going to do something. And yeah. what kind of pushed it was the fact that you have seen all these fake people. They're like, no, I'm, I'll yeah. tell you what. Life is really like, yeah. i fucking lift it. And the fact that you're even mature enough to know and call out and say all these cunts oh, that's selling bro. this and doing all that that's not the way to go yeah. and you're not glamorizing, and that, that's fucking that's big mate that, that takes bro. balls to call that out and that's you know what that is that's maturity Funky. do you know what I mean you're 29 years of age now you're still only a young man I know you said you've lived a life but for you to call that out and show people see all them cunts rapping about that that's wrong yeah, don't do man. that do you know what I mean Bro, and, and that means a lot
2: for you to say that as well I'll be honest bro people don't really say them kind of things I've not got the balls to even like sit down with me like this because they're like oh it's too much no because I'm not bro you know what I mean you, I had to come on somewhere like this where I could know you understand what the fuck I'm saying of course man imagine me sat in front of some straight guys now on their podcast like not straight guys oh, nothing against no LBGs. <laughs> you know what I mean straight goers you know like not criminals straight and narrow You straight mean? straight and yeah. narrow yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah like i'll be like yeah (laughs) fucking hell the fucking arm please come through fucking bubble bombers what you're seeing everyone smoking crack yeah this they would be like they've only seen that shit on fucking tv mate yeah whereas you're like yeah Mm. just seeing that on the way to work this morning Mm. Mm. you know what i mean so honestly what i say thank you for letting me come on here also what i say big up to my whole team everyone is behind the door k morrison my brother Everybody else, you know what I mean? Free everyone. I know it's a bit cringy, I always say that, but I hope you don't mind if I say no, this. Man, we'll oh, what I say them. everybody who's incarcerated, the wrong there, free them, everybody in strange ways to so Mountjoy, Joy. Free everybody. You can change your life. You seriously can change your life, man. And it's not some stranger saying it, it's me. You can change, you can do anything you want. Do not let this system beat us. It can't beat us. And I spoke about a lot of negative stuff, but I'm actually in a very, very strong mind frame. That's why I've been able to build myself to come here and sit here and do it. And yeah, man, thank you. Mm. Big up the lads. Make sure you all share this podcast, promote it. This is the best podcast in Ireland. This is number one. Up the dubs. (laughs) Yeah,
0: man right now to end that one on yeah. take us out there Siobhan that-
2: subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app what
0: you waiting for put your back in it just a little more throw your weight in it now fill your
1: body your tight walk it hard and long when you finish that the hip knocker go down go down go down, go down.